get started. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming up on today's episode, this week's episode of Wrestler for the Culture. I welcome in the one and only Keeks the Queen coming up. Oh. Like the Wrestling Round presents Wrestling for the Culture, where we highlight pro wrestlers and pro wrestling personalities of color. Here's your host, Brian H. Waters. What's like going on? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome, welcome to Wrestling for the Culture. First and foremost, before we get into the conversations about fun side and all stuff you're doing, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It is a great day. It's hot in Dallas, but I'm feeling good, feeling lovely on this Tuesday. I, I felt the need to ask you because as I've been working all day and as I've been where I can't have the time to scroll onto the timeline. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing you arguing with trolls all for the last 48 hours. I've been seeing I'm you put bored. this one and that one in their place. What's going on? Why is everybody coming for you? Because I guess they, I don't know, uh, she's a woman. She, let's make her cry. Let's make her intimidated. She's black. She's about to be sensitive. Let's just get one up off of her until I just keep going. Then it's let me block her. I'm sitting there. It's I'm like, no. you, you, you almost on Kevin Owens status where you don't, you, you do, obviously you don't do this, but what seemed like you reply more to the trolls than the positive comments. <laughs> it's fun. And, well, and I, I'm just like this when I'm responding to it, I just be laughing. <laughs> oh, I believe it. You know, um, I've seen you take people to church. I've seen you now, you know, I've seen you, you know, tell people where they can go and then they tell you, well, you gonna go to hell. You was like, well, I'm a dance and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, y- y'all not giving up. Y'all can't get to it. You can't, no matter how hard you try. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so um I got to ask you this question. I always like asking everybody this question. When, what's your first wrestling memory? When did you get into the wrestling business as a fan? Oh, as a little girl. Well, first and foremost, um, it started because my mom was a huge wrestling fan too. So she was watching wrestling. And I was watching with her. I always watched with her as a kid. And we was watching. I'm trying to remember what exactly the match Shout was. Shout out to your mother. Didn't she come on the um, when you was on the BRP? Yeah, she Didn't interrupted. She in? <laughs> interrupted when I came. I remember because I was. I never forget. I was in Walmart. Uh, I forgot where I was coming from. I think I might have been like coming from shooting a wedding or something. But I was listening to the episode, and I heard. I saw like you know. I think I was listening, and I heard like y'all, and I heard she jumped in. <laughs> She always do that. She interrupted and had, and they asked her questions and she answered. But yeah, I'm trying to remember if it was like a Shawn Michaels match. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my dog. Go. I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember if it was a Shawn Michaels match or it had to be. I think it was a Shawn Michaels match, but I don't recall who he was fighting. But it was so long ago. It was so long, mm-hmm. but. What really got my attention was WCW. Oh, it's starting to it make cruiserweight division. cruiserweight division. Okay, that's when I first became a Jericho fan. Really? Mm-hmm. All right. So that's he was he like your number one? Any other ones from the cru- that cruiserweight division he that was stood my out? Number one. When I tell okay. you, I was a Jericho stand. I was mm-hmm. a Jericho stand. Like I stopped watching WCW when he came to WWF stand. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, so how did you feel about that? I was happy at the debut. Uh-huh. I was out and when he became the first undisputed, I could not wait to go to school the next day. <laughs> Cause people used to make fun of me for being a Jericho fan. Like, oh, you like a mid carter, he's not the rock, he's not Stone Cold. She likes this mid carter. <laughs> so what? And then when he beat the Rocket Stone Cold, I could not wait to go to school with my Jericho-holic shirt. Uh-huh. It's funny you bring that up. Shout out to my boy, Brandon, my big brother. Um, He's 
like when you know you remember did you I'm pretty sure you probably had the tape, right? The first Chris Jericho tape. So yeah. you remember how when you watched it, they had like Jericho Holic number 1003, Jericho Holic yep. number four. I always say like he was number one, right? When we was in high school, he was telling me, Yeah, Jericho's my favorite, this, this, that, and the other. And then um he's three years older than me. So I was in ninth grade, he was in 12. So he went, he went to college. I remember talking to him like after Jericho won the title, and he was like the most excited person. And I always make a joke with him because he'll always create a scenario. Like if Jericho was to come back to WWE right now, he would create a scenario how Jericho should beat Roman Reigns. I know he's gonna laugh when he watched this. <laughs> um, we we actually just talked about this yesterday when Jericho signed his intercontinental championship. Mm-hmm. He only he signed it like eight times. He's like, no, Jericho, you nine. He goes, no, nah, I don't count the one with China. He said, you know, I'm an eight-time champion. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. But it's, it's funny to hear you say that. Now, um, you so you started off at, like, WCW. When did you decide that? Well, no, before we get there, what was the first live show you attended? Uh, the first live show we attended, um, it was a Raw, uh, Monday Night Raw, when it came to Dallas, when we used to have the Reunion Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my first live show, and that was in 1999. Wow. Had to be 1999. Think of the attitude there. Yeah, um, because um, on BRP, my mom was explaining how she used to stand in line for a long time to get the tickets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's something today's kids would never understand. Right. Uh, I never, so I, my first show wasn't until 2004, even though like born in 86 and my parents like knew like I was a wrestling fan literally since birth but they had my mother would brag to me about how she used to go where my dad would be like oh, I don't like crowds so they would order the pay-per-views mm-hmm. rather than send me now when did you decide like that you wanted to like really get in the business and be a part of it two years ago Mm-hmm. What took you so long? <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. To be honest with you, I do not. I don't know what took me so long. I was a fan for so long, but I don't. I really don't know what took me so long to join. But mm-hmm. I'm happy that I did. It's 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 a lot of it's a headache, but I I'm I met some great people, so I'm very happy that I'm joined. I don't know what took me so long, but I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. I always say this, and, and you probably see me tweet. I always have a saying like, "Where was everybody?" Right when, um, you look at the photo, which I'm, I know we're gonna do another one in Dallas. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll show you. I got my camera, so it's out of reach. Like, I'm coming. I'm gonna be prepared, but <laughs> you, you with like, me, like, so you can be as relaxed you want to. I, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like. I was looking for my uh, camera, but the thing is, like, when I look at, like, the images of us all together, right, I always have the saying, like, where was everybody? Now, when you was coming up, were you surrounded by a lot of uh, other black wrestler fans and especially other black uh, little girls that were wrestler fans? Mm -hmm. Well, mm, yeah, I mean, because I'm in Texas, so... Okay. You know, wrestling is life out here too. It's like another sport. So yeah. Gotcha. It's just so the that- issue is ever since the sportatorium was uh knocked down a long time ago, people mm-hmm. uh don't really come to the inner cities with the indies, except it started happening uh around two years ago. People kind of now starting to go back to the inner cities for black kids and Hispanic kids because we like wrestling too, but nobody want to go away to the Sunday on towns to go see some wrestling. Yeah. That's what, you know, I always tell people, people like to say, okay, it's a white man's sport. I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's just because most of the time they're the one with the pin mm-hmm. and they can control the way things, the narrative. And they can say, all right, well, we can put our guys ahead. We can put our guys up front. And I think that's what reason why it comes off that way. But I I went to a show in Philly and my friend Vanessa, who's a white woman, she said to me, 
she just knew when we walked in there because we was on a work trip and WWE SmackDown happened to be in town. And mm-hmm. she was like, she just knew it was going to be a bunch of white people. She's like, Brian, for the longest time, I thought you was the only black person that was in the wrestling. But we were surrounded by a bunch of black people. So, right. and, you know, so I think it's just that a lot of times because of the way, the, you know, like I said, the, the power to pin. And then, you know, so these tickets, especially the front row seats, can be expensive. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you can't see a lot of us as much as, you know, we like. Now, how did you feel, you being a WCW lady, how did you feel in March 2001 when WCW went under? I didn't like it. Okay. I did not like I didn't like it. I feel like we needed more wrestling. Like, it's not fair to put them all in one business. But then I was a kid, so I was kind of excited that, okay, we're going to see Goldberg against one of the, you know, we always fantasy booked this when we, before. So mm-hmm. I was kind of excited about that. But then Sting and them never came during the time that, because I really want that Undertaker Sting match, but it never happened. The one yeah. fantasy booking that never happened. So, you know, yeah. for me, I was never big Sting versus Undertaker. It was always like Sting versus The Rock, and you know, yeah, I, I didn't. To the thing with Sting versus The Undertaker didn't really come up to me till way down the line. You no. know, it was always Goldberg and Stone Cold, obviously Rock and Hogan, but yeah, Sting and Rock, like though that was the match I wanted to see. Or you know, unfortunately, we got it not the way we wanted it. Sticking Triple yeah. H, you yeah. know, but now, you know, uh, time moves along. You know, you, you've been preaching about this fun side, and before we hit the record button, I told you that, uh, you know, y'all had some world champions, and now y'all got somebody who's just walking around with the belt. <laughs> he just had, he just had a match last week. Yeah, he did. He's what I mean, walking around with the belt. He he's he's now nah, been all serious, you know. He he is putting on good matches. I ain't gonna sit there and be Yeah. Don't do Adam Page. Uh there we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right. Did you immediately take to um AEW as soon as it came out? Or did it take a while before it became Um, it took me at first I was like, okay, let me let me be open about this because we done had TNA. We done had so let me be a little open. It took me a little bit in the middle of 2019 to be like, okay, I kind of see something in this. It, it could be something. It's a little different because they got more money in it. So I was just like, mm-hmm. okay, this, this got potential. Mm-hmm. And then I had the same a little complaints that y'all was saying. Um, they just need to fix certain things. And then they started fixing them. So I'm just like, okay, they fixing the stuff early. That's what a good sign. They fixed? <laughs> huh? What would you say they fixed? Tony finally putting his foot down, being a boss. That was one of my things. I was just like, okay, don't let people, you know, make these decisions that you need to be making. He fixed that early. So I was just like, okay, that's a good sign. Okay. That's always a good sign. He fixed it early and he kind of started Vince McManning stuff. (laughs) I mean, you know, Vince, he's played with his own money. So it's a Mm -hmm. reason like, um, it might have been Scott Hall who said, no, it was X-Pac who said he never thought Vince would lose just on the simple fact that he was playing with his own money. He was going to do whatever mm-hmm. it took to go all the way to the wall with that war. I want to ask you this. You being an AEW loyalist, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so I think your your answer is obviously going to be different from mine for obvious reasons for about to ask you. How do you feel when you see the Keith Lees, the Swerve Stricklands, the Tony Nieces, the Adam Coles coming over to AEW. How do you feel? Um, it makes me feel no different. Um, okay. 
I feel like that's more of their territory. Like people always, you know, AW ain't nothing but a big indies thing. That's fine with me. That's their lane. Mm-hmm. That's what makes them different. You know, you don't want mm-hmm. them to try to be just identical as WWE. That's what makes the product different. We want to keep it different, but provide something to the table, you know? So yeah. I feel like something like that, but I really feel like Tony needs to belong in NWA. That's just my opinion. But uh, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Do seem more you like know, a NWA guy. Yeah, that's that's just my opinion. Keith Lee, I feel like he's a good fit there. Adam Cole, of course. I mean, his buddy's there. So yeah, it fits. Yeah, I was disappointed when he left. Um, you know, I'm a loud, proud WWE fan and Mark or whatever you want to call it. Doesn't mean I don't like any other wrestler, you know. Right. But right. But you know, you kind of like Adam Cole was somebody I wanted to see. I think I said by WrestleMania like 39, he would be in a main event. Yeah. So now, even though I do think he, I think he won't go back. I wanted that he, too. You know, I think he I think he'll go back. But what I am seeing, I've said this last week. The people that are available now mm-hmm. wasn't available when AEW started. Right. So, like, when I hear, like, some of the people, there's, there's a lot of people there that I just don't pay attention to, right? Um, like, I don't pay attention to the Dark Order. Um, I told you how I feel about Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it, whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like none of them. Um, they not for me, you know. It's just I I, I don't get moved. But considering mm-hmm. how over they are with the fans, that's a reason to put the titles on them. Yeah, you know I I I just they they don't do it for me. Um, but like looking at it, and I'm saying like, okay, some of those t- people wouldn't have been there. You know, people like MJF. MJF would have been there. He. He's still standing. He's running, you know. Brian Damson is my favorite of all time. And yeah. even with him being my favorite of all time, I was happy to see him go because I felt like he had kind of like maxed out everything he was going to do in WWE. Yeah. And so that's what was cool. Um, but it would have been interesting to see. I think we would have had more of a fair fight in this fake war because I don't really think it's a war. But I think we would have had more of a fair fight if, they would have if this would happen like in 2015 when the indies was at its peak when you had your kevin owens your adam coles you know unfortunately before jay briscoe went on the internet maybe the briscoes would have been on there i think that's would have been cool but i'm interested to see how things move forward but it's still you know it's it's, you know seriousness though like i like obviously i like trolling you about you know how you know the championing is boring to me it's not (laughs) It's, it's, He's getting it's the, the Drew McIntyre treatment, man. Well, that's not so y'all not much. fair to the y'all are not fair to the faces. See, no, you know what though? Drew was cool. I give Drew credit for holding it down during the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for him, by the time oh, things went back to live audience, he had already wore out his welcome. And it would have been nice to see. It was nice to see he get that pop in the Thunderdome. But everybody was happy because he beat Lesnar. And everybody was tired of Lesnar holding the title. Yeah. You know, but it, it's, it, it, you know, um, Adam Page, like I said, for me, it's always because I don't, I want to see him. I want to feel like he's the most important part of the show at the end of the day. You know, and right now I feel like MJF is the most important part of the show. Well, you know like how, why y'all feel like that, though? Because of the John Cena effect. It still has PTSD on y'all. But that's okay. No, no. Okay, <laughs> well, let's go into it, right? Okay. You can say that about John Cena, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. They all felt like they the most important part of the show, right? Now, mm-hmm. I'm watching 97, uh, Monday Night Raw 97, right? I didn't feel that way about The Undertaker. The Undertaker was not the most important part of the show because Stone Cold was coming. Shawn Michaels, even though he was by this time like a tweener, and but he was, a, you know, this was in the Brett and Shawn era, that was like, that stuff felt more important. 
Right. Even with WCW, when Babyface Sting was champion, I felt like he was the most important part of the show. You know, Goldberg, the same thing. And that's the thing. I don't feel that way about Adam Page. You know, his wrestling, it's, the wrestling is there, without a doubt. Like, yeah. you'd be a fool to say the, the guy can't go, especially to see his growth. But I just want to see him in that feud where, you know, I want to see him in the feud where it's like, I'm like, he's the guy that I want to see overcome, you know, and he, I feel like he could do that as champion. And, you know, it is the first title reign. And, you know, a lot of times it does take us a while to get used to that first championship reign mm-hmm. um, in, in wrestling. You know, but if, well, you, he's the, if you pay attention, it's kind of slowly getting there. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's always a tale with cowboys when they get gold, they become they become easily um, not turn into a heel, but they become possessed of the gold and they kind of doing that story with him in Dark Order, how he's been uh, kind of neglecting them. Yeah. And the way that he looks when he wins a match is not the pure Adam Cole. I mean, not Adam Cole, but Adam Page. Too many That's Adams. Another problem. Too many Adams. <laughs> <laughs> too but, many Adams and too many pages. So what you're looking for, Adam Page, it may happen like right, but right before they give the title to somebody else. Okay. Because I kind of see, see that cowboy story is always there. They come real possessed. That's always been their weakness. Cowboy's weakness has always been gold. See, you know, this, is why I, I, this is why I like having these conversations. Because now I'm paying it. Now I'm gonna be looking for that, paying attention. Mm-hmm. Because I was a little confused on the whole thing with Dark Order, where it felt like he was embracing him, but then he felt like he wasn't. It, it, you know, to me, kind of like watching, I I got the effect of um, where remember how like Mankind and the Rock, and the Rock was like too cool for Mankind. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Like he was too cool to be a part of them, mm-hmm. but he he's still a nice guy, so he didn't want to just kick them to the curb. That's what he's doing right now. So so you think we'll see him become a tweener? Eventually. <laughs> I'm telling you, All just right. wait. Eventually. All right, I'm, I'm taking your word for it. <laughs> Who do you see taking the title from him? They're gonna give it to MJF. Really? This soon? Mm-hmm. Okay. It may be MJF or maybe uh, John Moxley will be the first two-time AEW champion. Got you. Now, mm-hmm. now we're gonna drop this before uh, Wednesday. I'm gonna drop okay. it sooner. Now, do we get a new champion, a new women's champion, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker? Absolutely. <laughs> she wants to win it at home. Mm-hmm. In a cage match, they definitely giving it to Thunder Rosa. My granny do, gonna do, be there. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, are you a fan of either two ladies? I am a fan of Thunder Rosa, so I'm ready okay. for her to get the belt. Britt Baker, she uh, she's good on the mic. She's okay in the ring. Like she's definitely better than what she was at first. But it's uh-huh. time for her. If anybody is walking around here not wrestling, nobody is hurt. The stuff that you're saying about Adam Page, that's Britt Baker. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had like I've, six matches. I've been bored with her title reign after a month, but I'm trying to be patient. Um... <laughs> she had like about six matches. Mm-hmm. Probably about six. Seven. But I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's Pittsburgh for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> no, nah, but uh, you know, I, I just I yeah, I think it'd be nice to see a new champion. How you feel about Scorpio Sky being the TNT champion? I was so happy. I knew mm-hmm. he was gonna get it though. They planned on giving him that since last year. I knew oh, he was really? gonna get it. Mm-hmm. So what took him so long? Well, you know, he did get hurt. He was okay. out a little bit when he did get hurt. And so, you know, they got to always kind of make sense. They don't want to just, you know, so that. And then plus Ethan Page with his, um, because, you know, he's not a citizen. So right. he, 
Yeah, he officially moved to the States. So between him and his traveling and uh, mm -hmm. Scorpio Sky getting back, um, you know, because when he injured, they had to put him on dark for a little bit so he can get back, you know, the momentum back. So they mm -hmm. had to wait on that. And then they finally got him in the belt. So, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to see the growth of Ethan Page. When I um started in the business 10 years ago, I was mm -hmm. working with this company called Real Championship Wrestling here in Baltimore. And him and Josh Alexander were a tag team, and they were green, but they would drive from Canada to come to that show. And my boy who was booking, he was mm -hmm. telling, like, he was like, yo, like, these guys are legit. You know, and yeah, you can see, see it. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, you know, it's uh, it's I always think that interesting. Josh is impact though, huh? I just feel like Josh is too good for impact, but that's just me. Oh, Josh been like that for years. Like he's too good for yeah. impact. I, I, you know, the thing is, the thing I wish about impact, I wish it was on a regular like a station that was available everywhere. Yeah, because I can't get it here. Then, like, I was trying to watch it on Twitch, but the commercials and the same commercials they got annoying. But I wish it was where I wish it was more accessible. Like, when it he was a multi-millionaire and he being cheap with his product, that's what he doing. He don't want. <laughs> he don't. Yeah, it's like much. It, it's a, it's annoying, you know. Because yeah. it's, they have a lot of good talent over there. You know, you know, Tasha Steeles saw she was beating up Mickey James. Mm -hmm. um, so I want I want to be able to see these people. Got but, all that um, money. He don't want to know that that costs too much. Mm -mm. <laughs> We're fine. That costs too much. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that. Well, that's you know when people you can see who's like really passionate, and then mm -hmm. who like wrestling is just like a toy for. And we don't need owners like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now. Um, you know, I want to talk about you and your career. What's your ultimate goal? Like, if you could, I'm gonna ask you this: If you could call a match with anybody, who would it be? Um, definitely between Pat McAfee and also um, Excalibur. Wow! Mm -hmm. Now I'm just I'm, now I'm also thinking about like the three of y'all calling it together. <laughs> that would be one interesting. What, what would the match be? If you could pick a dream match, anybody, anywhere. It would have to be a Roman match. Just so I could get on Pat's nerves. Oh, you gonna cut just up. So he, he do that move like five times. <laughs> Wait a minute. You <laughs> do the same maneuvers. What you excited about? You seen it already. <laughs> you, you, you ain't wearing now. the travel chief. Well, okay. <laughs> but you, you, you want to talk about you going to night two? Uh, it's WrestleMania, so of course I want to go, but. But you keep saying night, night two, two is better than night one right now. Night one got the women's matches. But they got Miz over there. I don't want to see the Miz. I hate him. But, I don't want to see the Miz. Why? <laughs> I cannot stand the Miz. Ooh. That's how he's so good at his job. He's on NXT tonight doing his thing. I just, he, it's just something about his face. It's just something about how he talk. I just like, I cannot get with you. I tried and I was like, I don't. That's how I feel about Edge. I don't want to see him, but I'm going to have to see him on Sunday because I like AJ Styles. You don't like but Edge? I, Edge and Miz, I cannot stand them too. Wow. <laughs> Christian is better. I love me some Christian. I always love Christian. Christian Christian was phenomenal. It's just he wasn't edge. Like if they didn't come in together, you know. I don't fact, remember Edge, none of Edge's title run. Come on now. You don't remember the first one? Nope. <laughs> I don't remember none of it. The only that, thing that, I remember. It's him going to ECW, and Paul Heyman said, "Everybody hide your wives." It's Edge. That's all I remember. Well, Sorry. It, that that ruthless aggression era was very. Um, huh. I love that era. That's my favorite. Really. Mm-hmm. But you don't like Edge. I don't like Edge, but I like ruthless aggression era. 
see, I feel like it was, a lot of it was, it was a lot of forgetful stuff in there. Not that many. It was so? it, the attitude era gave us moments. The ruthless aggression era gave us matches. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna remember more? I'm pretty sure most people they'll remember moments from their first show before they remember matches from their first show. Well, yeah, I was little, so yeah, I'm gonna remember the moment. Bingo. But I but I remember some matches too from Ruthless Aggression era. Yeah, but like, okay, true, right? But it, to me, mm-hmm. it's like you go back and watch some of the stuff, like, oh yeah, yo, this was a great match. Mm-hmm. But we always remember the beer truck, Jericho's debut, yeah. Rock praying to God about Billy Gunn. We always remember the moment. Yeah. That Ruthless Aggression, you know, Edge and Leader. I remember John Cena um, throwing Edge off of the top of the uh, ladder and then getting scared because he thought he hurt him for real. Um, you know, but that's that's a whole nother situation to add to there. Uh, John Cena and Kurt Angle. Um, uh, you had Jericho and Shawn Michaels, that little rivalry. That yeah. Was that was my favorite. WrestleMania 19 was low-key uh, a good one, too. So we had, I, we did a, huh? But I love seventeen. It, it's just it's nothing like WrestleMania seventeen. That was just I don't know what Paul Heyman was on when he booked it, but they needed so desperately booked, now. I um, so that's the last one I watched with my grandmother. She had passed away that July, and when what I remember that night. Um, so she had ordered it, but. Because she had had a, um, she had just had not surgery not too long ago. She couldn't go upstairs, and right. the dummies from the cable uh, company put it on that TV because at that time it was digital cable. Yeah. So then um, the next day, my boy Brandon came to school. He had the tape in the locker room. So like, and then my uncle had a tape when I got home. So like a day or two later, my mother I think was getting her hair done. So I went to my grandmother's house and we sat there and watched like WrestleMania seventeen. And like you said, it's just like, I mean, when you go back and look at that card from start to finish, it was like everything was set up. I think with WrestleMania 19, because I we did the um on season two of the wrestling round, we talked about it. And because we did our like our top five WrestleMania's. And I remember when me and Dwayne was going through the card, he's like, wait a minute, this was a really good WrestleMania. I said, Yeah, I told you so. Yeah. Cause you see, like any of those, I call them the five main events. Any of them could have closed the show, right? And it would have been fine, you know. Um, part of the reasons that like Bruce Pritchard has annoyed me is because he's like tries to uh, excuse what happened with Triple H and Booker T. And my whole thing was, if you wasn't gonna put the title on him, you didn't have to go that far in the promos. You saw Brian Danielson didn't go that far with Kofi, and he right. was doing the favor. But overall, though. That WrestleMania was just still great, you know. Um, and especially even like it was so much storytelling, like you know Hogan and Vince, yeah, you know Rock and Austin. And I think that if Brock Lesnar hits that shooting star press, I think more people would say that was the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. Yeah, I think if he if he would hit because the match was good without it, people but people tend to forget because that's the only thing they remember. Yeah, if it's like um, what was it? Well, what Bubba Dudley say is always about certain things that people gonna remember mm-hmm. about a match. When y'all was making fun of the Kenny and Moxley match when they exploded, <laughs> I was like, how, how am I gonna defend that? Yeah, I don't know how you was doing it. Good in itself until that happened. I'm just like, that, that was the thing, and then, and then Eddie Kingston. <laughs> 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 Well, we don't the talk old, about that no more. It ain't the, 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 oh, no, you brought it up. The over self <laughs> of the ages. And I remember, <laughs> like, what is he doing? You should have seen my face. I was just like, oh, they're just embarrassing me. They just love mm-hmm. embarrassing me every time. Yep. <sighs> you, had a good paper. you had a good show. You was good to go. And then boom. <laughs> They were scared they didn't want to kill nobody. 
they they booked that match. They could have did all other types of matches. They didn't have to do that one. It was fun and gruesome. I like gruesome matches sometimes. It depends. I have a limit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when's the uh when's your next show that you'll be working? I can't say. Uh they told okay. me not to, but I will be in the East Coast. How are you supposed to sell summer. tickets? Hmm? Oh. Yeah. Wait, you uh, said yeah. Oh. You probably know, but yeah. Okay. Say less. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how you supposed to sell tickets? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be up there a lot. I'll be yeah, up there that, like this summer. Yeah, that's <laughs> on the calendar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's awesome. Wait, so wait, you don't have nothing before that? Um, I may have a, a couple of uh local um shows in Texas. Um, I was hit up recently, so I may have something in uh April and also in May. So right, yeah, well, in Houston well, promo- and also in Delhi. So yeah, promoters, Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Jazz and Ronnie Mac, <laughs> she's available. <laughs> book a team. Come on, we need to book black women, support black women. Make sure y'all book her, pay her right. No, 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 uh, cheapskates, no free jobs around. Oh, they know not to play with me about that. You know, you gotta pay, gotta pay you. No hot dogs and handshakes. No bologna sandwich, so you just gonna have to. Uh uh-uh. uh. They already got the. Let me let me do this because I don't want to piss her off and put her on Twitter. They already yeah. Good. I'm glad you know. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, before we get out of here, um, unfortunately, we lost the bad guy the other day. Any Scott Hall memories? Hmm. Mm-mm. That oh, it's a lot that hit me. The Scott yeah. Hall hit me a lot. Um, definitely Shawn Michaels and Scott Hall ladder match. Definitely in WCW. They made it. They changed the game. Him and Kevin Nash, mm-hmm. they changed it. Um, it's no comparison to Scott Hall. He was one of the greatest non-champions of all time. Like He's proof that you don't have to be a champion to lead a trademark in anything that you do. Mm-hmm. Um one of the greatest intercontinental champions. Um, mm, just hate, hate he's gone. I can't believe he's gone. It's just it don't sound right. Like it, I was, I, I was just getting to church on Sunday, and um, I was setting up the cameras and the sound systems. I pull out my phone, and Corey, my kicks on my fix. He sent a message in one of our group chats. It was like whoa and it was like sky hall life support and i'm like oh come on man mm. like no you know and you, you know obviously you know you're praying but good lord one of the more as you tweeted earlier hello <laughs> um okay okay <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the little one. Dude, never apologize. That's the children of blessings. <laughs> I told you yesterday I was working out and uh, me and my daughter was watching WrestleMania 32 and she was one when that match happened. So it was like the first time she saw it and she was like, Sasha's going to win, right? Like, keep watching. Who going to win? I'm like, I'm not telling you. You got to watch. And so she was, she was a little disappointed. <laughs> So it's so cool when your kids are into wrestling with you. Cause I know my kids are too. Like they was literally having an argument behind Sasha and Bianca. Like oh, the youngest yeah. one was yelling, I like Sasha, I like Bianca. <laughs> yeah, I don't like ran no more. I'm like, okay. So my son, he was into it, but now he's like, he still watch it, but he's still in other things too. My mm-hmm. daughter last year during um after, so every year WrestleMania, well, yeah, every, since we've been here, like mm-hmm. 35, 36, we would, you know, come down, she would watch, watch it. Then she might look at it here and there. But last year was when she stayed with it, when Bianca won the belt. Um, next thing you know, actually, you know, she kind of started watching before with uh, Sasha and Bailey. 
because she remembered when they like broke up and okay. then Bianca became she was like torn and I said you gotta make a choice like during the entrance she saw Bianca come out first that was her favorite so when um when I started at the job uh the first week they was in Baltimore so we had got front row seats mm-hmm. and you know so in the main event that night was on Smackdown with Sasha versus Bianca so it was a cool moment for her to see her uh, and see that match up close. But yeah, so it's it's funny because then she'll go on YouTube and look at stuff. It's like, Daddy, did you know Bianca lifted Otis? I'm like, I saw it live when it happened. Right, I, we, we saw it. So like, yeah. um, what age did you start taking them like to actual live shows? Because I'm still trying to, I'm waiting till they get a little bit older to start taking them. Uh, so my son, his, his first show was when we was living in Connecticut. He was four. And it was the Monday night raw after Money in the Bank. And on that night, it was the night where like the Miz, it was the night AJ came back and beat Paige for the belt. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was that was his first show. And he would go, so he had been going since he was about four. My daughter's first show was actually uh last summer when the Ring of Honor show, because uh Amber and her daughter was in town and she ended up getting us tickets. So she was there with Amber's daughter, me, Amber, my homeboy Blake, and my son. So we was all there, and that was like her first wrestler show. But she was like, "Okay, so who am I rooting for?" She, you know, kids them unless they know the indie people. It's just like, all right, whatever. But yeah, her first WWE show where she like knew people was last uh, October. Okay. Well, I'm so, still yeah. trying to because that's why I like going to AEW sometimes. It ain't a lot of kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna take them eventually. I'm just waiting to see if they're a little older. I'll take them. Yeah, it's fun, you know. Um, I would say probably like my son. He kind of like at four and five. He was like, oh, I can't see because he was up in the Raptors. Uh, yeah. But it's the first time he went to NXT was it was Father's Day, 2017. So he was seven and a half. And we got front row seats, courtesy of Nikki Cross, because my homeboy knew her. And so he was excited. And, like, he'll remember that show more. So it's it's easier when they can kind of sit a little closer as opposed to being way up. Because then it's just, like, it's it's hard to keep their attention on the show. Yeah, they'll lose attention real fast. So I was like, "Um, they're not going to go right now. I'll wait till they get a little older. And, And house shows are fun for them, too. You know, I think it's probably easier because they could, you know, they're more interactive and whatnot. Yes, because when I um did commentating for uh OTOV that's in Houston, um uh, my mm-hmm. godchild was there with her mother and she was into it. Like they was doing a um they was doing like a hardcore match and one of the one of the tables broke. She picked up oh, the wow. table and yeah, it just they she was into it. So I'm gonna take them to a house show one of these days. When, yeah. uh, when my mom goes, because uh, my mom went to Black on Four Sides, like my mom and my sister, and then went uh, when I okay. commented there. So, yeah, have you and, thought about yeah. doing the indie, take them to the indie shows? I might, if I'm booked for a show, probably, but okay, then you're gonna see me take out my headset and be like, hold on, y'all, I'm gonna have to get my bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, well, obviously, when you're, not, I'm, I'm thinking about, when you're not working. Right, go on mama mode real quick. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, especially you know, somebody like me, a Friday, they would love, mm-hmm. you know, me a Friday, somebody who kids will love that's down there. Yes, but doing things like this because my, my mom likes me silly because she was just like, you know, I was a big because my mom's a huge Bonerics now. The, oh, the yeah, black people out here, Bon, you cannot say nothing bad about them. Oh yeah, Marys was all they had out here. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah, I saw like I got the WCCW documentary uh, DVD, and you know they talked about was was the first one that died, and they had like it said it was, like thousands of people that turned out for his funeral. It was. It had. Was it Carrie? No, I know Carrie wasn't the first. No, Carrie wasn't the first one. <laughs> I had to ask my mom. I don't know which one it was. It had no. It had to be Kevin. No, it wasn't Kevin. Oh, I thought Kevin was still living. No, Kevin's still living. It had to be Carrie. No, it wasn't Carrie. <laughs> Carrie died after he was in WWE. 
So was it David? Yeah. It had okay. to be David. It was David. David was the one that was supposed to be the champ. And yeah. David... Okay, because yeah. they lost their younger brother way before when he got electrocuted. And yeah. then I think it was David. Then it was Carrie. Then there was another one. What was the other one that died in New Japan? Like he was in Japan when he died. See, I thought that was David because he went to do the. I thought David was the one that went to do the um, show. And yeah, somebody died in Japan. Japan. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. It's, it's, like, it's this one. It's this. Yeah. yeah. Um, the first time I heard about him was I was one day sitting in the um, kitchen with my grandmother, and mm-hmm. you know how like they would have like Dateline and stuff, and it was like one of them small features on the Von Erics. And she goes, oh, yeah, I remember them. And she started, like, kind of giving me a briefer on who they was. And, mm-hmm. you know, because when I was probably about four, I can vi- remember watching Texas Tornado versus Mr. Perfect. But I yeah. didn't realize, like, he was Kerry Von Eric. I just knew him as Texas yeah. Tornado. And as a child, I was like, oh, I like that guy. You know, he, he resembled, like, the ultimate warrior with the, the players and all that other stuff. And then all of a sudden... You know, I remember just like sitting around one day. I heard that you know he killed himself, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was like, man, he was he was the man. Yeah, mental illness was definitely a thing. It just never was addressed. Yeah, I but can't even imagine had... being the um being one of the brother the the, the the surviving brother because I think he said at one point he had five brothers and now he has none, and it's just like, mm-hmm. wow, you know. And he lives in Hawaii. He never stepped foot back in Texas. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Now the the you have uh Marshall and um his brother. They uh they still in MLW. Okay. You know, they still trying to revive the family name in a positive uh-huh. way. They just need to be in a different business, me personally, but you know. So they can showcase because they're really good. They're a good tag team. Okay. Really. Uh, okay. I was gonna ask you how'd you how how you what you think of them? Yeah, they're really good. I've seen them. Um, they did an indie show one time. I seen them. Uh, it was uh for New Texas Pro at the time. It was uh-huh. really good. They really good. But yeah, um, he he stays in Hawaii. He hasn't been in Texas in a long time since. Yeah. I mean, I don't I watched, blame him. So. I don't even. I watched the Dark Side mm-hmm. of the Ring. And then I listen to like the podcast they do like after the dark side of the ring. So yeah, this is crazy. But yeah, I've, I've heard like, you know, just the, the legacy that the yeah. Von Eric's hold. Especially out here. So that's why I'm just like everybody talk about them, but they don't talk about the impact and what they've done to the community in Dallas. They mm-hmm. really they had programs like for uh School districts and DISD it was the reading program. They'll go to okay. schools and in, um, inner cities in Dallas, read to the kids, give the kids free um, tickets to go to the sportatorium to see them wrestle because they they knew that most of their fan base was black. They had a lot of black kids as their fans, so it was just like, all right, we're gonna do something for the kids. Yeah, you can catch them in Martin Luther King Boulevard. Like everybody, knew, hey, you know, they was a big deal. They could go. They could walk down the street and won't be touched because they love them and they, you know, they read the room. You know, hey, these kids love us. We gonna do. We gonna give back to the community. So they had the program until they passed and the program stopped. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm glad. You know, I'm glad you was able to talk about that because, like, yeah, you know, mom, we would never know up here. Yeah, yeah. My my mom was a big pioneer, so she used to tell me about all of that stuff that they used to do. Did she did so her being a big barn fan, how does she feel about the free birds now? <laughs> she liked the free birds though. Oh yeah? Yeah, because they, <laughs> they used to have a song, the theme song. So yeah. Didn't mm-hmm. they int- they introduced theme songs to wrestling, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I saw that on one of the documentaries. Cause people just used to come out. Right. <laughs> they used to just walk out, like, okay. They used to and just walk you- out. Oh, and, and and now look at us on the internet complaining every time somebody's music get changed. Now, okay, now you know they need to do better with it. <laughs> <laughs> All these producers, 
We have yeah. a lot of producers inspired, like up and coming producers, inspired, like all of these musicians. You can do. Yeah, you talking about? Did you get your AWCD? Um. <laughs> no, I did not. Um, Come but on, I supported them. Listen, I told you I have. Uh, I don't want to listen to. I'm not. I like lyrical stuff, but I don't want to listen to it all the time. Now, if I can't okay. listen to it, I'm not gonna listen to it. But shout out to them. Oh, it's 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 some, it's some, it's some there's some bangers on there. Yeah, I, I gotta listen to it. Yeah, shout out to Marteze. It's good. It's a good friend of mine. Shout out to Blake. Well, I should yeah. call them Blizzy and Sir Tizzy. Um, right. And so, um, it's a bunch of them. And J, yeah, J.D. Williams. So, you know, I mean, when you know somebody, it's like, all right, I got to support it. But it, yeah, it, it's good. Like, even like Nala Rose, she told Blizz, like, she was like, you know, I was like, okay, this going to be cool. She's like, but when she ended up listening to it, she ended up liking it. So yeah. she was happy with her song. So but I yeah, it's cool. I hate it costs a bunch of ruckus, but I I supported it. I blame your commentator because he leaked mm. the story. <laughs> it's time for the main event. So did. Uh, <laughs> I'm on his job. I could have. I could easily do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get in so much trouble. <laughs> got, got heat, brother. <laughs> right. We love you, Mark. Yeah, nah, nah, yeah. You know, you know, we make it jokey jokes. That's what we're supposed to right. do. <laughs> but uh yeah, let the people know where they can find you. You can find me at Dashley Duo 3 on Twitter. It was it's our podcast page, but it's my page now because my actual page got suspended. So now that's my page slash podcast page. Miko let me have it because my page was suspended. Um, you can mm-hmm. find me on Facebook on the Talk of Champions group. Um, I will make an Instagram for the last time. I just don't know when, but I will. My last one was hacked. That wasn't me. If you got an inbox asking for some money, that wasn't me. I got hacked. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're coming to WrestleMania, I can't wait to meet y'all. And we're going to have some fun. Y'all going to enjoy Dallas. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the one and the only Keeks the Queen. Keeks, I appreciate you coming on today. It's episode of Wrestling for the Culture. Thank you for having me. No problem.